lovely. Are we ready? I'm ready. Absolutely. Okay, gorgeous. Well, welcome to Safe House. I don't know what episode this is because I never know what order I'm going to do it in. But in the Safe House studio today, we have the gorgeous, the phenomenal and very talented. It's Cake Boy. Thank you. <laughs> that was vile, and we will not be continuing that for a Sorry, early. sorry. Butch just <laughs> it does that every now and then. So, I'd like to start by telling my guests, my Safe House family, that Safe House is a completely safe space to talk about whatever you want. No judgment. You can bring up anything, ask anything. You can ask me questions if you really, really want to. I wouldn't encourage it because, <laughs> you know, I have no filter. <laughs> Suddenly the guest becomes you. Exactly. I'm not very good on the other end of the questions. Um, But yeah, it's basically free for all. So just, yeah, let's basically just get into it. So what I seem to be doing in this season is letting the guests introduce themselves because what better way to introduce yourself than to introduce yourself? So why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about you? Oh God. Um, So I'm a 16-year-old blonde girl who has a lot of ambition for Hollywood theatre cinema. You're so lucky there's no visual. You're so lucky there's no visual. <laughs> I'd say I passed for 16. I'm giving femme today in this t-shirt and hat. <laughs> you told me this was a safe space. And it absolutely is. <laughs> you come on here, you invite all these people on and then you clock them. Wow. Um, so, oh God, this is horrible. I hate this. Right, no. no. Um, so my name is Cake Boy. Um, I'm a disco dancing Oscar Wilde reading Streisand ticket holder in front of Dorothy's um, from Birmingham. But was made in Manchester. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm a drag clown, drag fabulist, event organiser, mm-hmm. silly Billy. Um, but I, what else to say? Really, activist, influencer, Australian accent expert. Um, <laughs> I don't want to stop you. To be honest, you can just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry we'll get into everything it's just a brief you know what would you say you bring to the table but we'll get into all of it throughout the episode anyway first of all pronouns what do you go by do you use them do you not um i don't believe in pronouns <laughs> fair <laughs> enough um i use I, I don't know i've had a bit of a any pronoun uh-huh. but like he she i'm absolutely fine with yeah absolutely i think i'm in the same boat although sometimes when i'm wondering about and I have a hetty call me he. It just feels targeted. This is it. It's like, if it's people I know calling me he, I'm good. But it's when it's like people yeah. I don't know who I've just introduced myself to calling me he. I'm like, no, I don't like that. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's just a funny little, I don't know. I can't explain the feeling. Yeah. But it's it's like get, being, it. it's like when you were younger and you weren't obviously gay and people would assume you were straight and you'd kind of get a little bit annoyed. I mean, that rarely <laughs> happened to me even when I yeah. <laughs> I'm nodding, I'm nodding, but I'm like, no. I never had that happen to me before. <laughs> I've had it once. One time I was at a college party. College party. Yeah. And this this girl was like making eyes at me and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like a completely out of body experience. And then all of her friends were like giggling. And um, they must have pushed her to come over. Yeah. She came over to me and was like, oh, I just think you're so attractive. You're just so fit and whatever. And I could see where it was going. And I was like, babe, I'm going to stop you before you embarrass yourself. I'm so, so sorry. I'm extremely, extremely gay. Oh, bless her. <laughs> what did she say? I think she was just like, oh, that, that's that's so cool. Um, Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, I was hoping she'd spit on you or something or give you like a Bible. <laughs> 
oh no, she didn't like me that much. No, <laughs> much, much worse. But what do you do in that situation? Do you know what I mean? I've never been in that situation before. So I, I, I had the same thing, but I was, I yeah, it was through text and I felt oh, a bit bad God. because it, it, I started the conversation and then didn't, yeah, I didn't do it. Oh no. Which... And it just goes off into this whole like whirlwind of, because oh, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't quite tell, and yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway. anyway, back on topic, because we've not gone anywhere yet, and we've gone off off the cuff, which is exactly what tends to happen mm-hmm. um, when creative minds like ourselves come together. I want to talk about why you're here, which is you are an incredible creative. Oh, I thought um, paid. That's why I'm here. <laughs> you're sadly mistaken. <laughs> You mean you don't have Arts Council funding for this? Part? You say that, that it, it, you took the words right out of my mouth. I am going for this. I am going to go for this you because I'm going to try. I'm going to ask for some money. Yeah, you may as well. And it's like good practice, even if you don't like, because you just keep a reapplying from like what I've, my mates have said, you just have to keep reapplying. So yeah, and I didn't know about it until this year. Um, really? I had no idea. Just for context, we're talking about the Arts Council. You can get funding for like, you know, projects and I feel like the more promoting of minority groups, that's like a big part of what they put money towards. So, I mean, sign me up. Mm, free money. Absolutely. But yeah, you're creative. And I, I heard you say in your intro, drag fabulist. And I've never heard that before. And I absolutely love it. <laughs> a little phrase, isn't it? It was when like I started out, I was like, I started out doing clowning. And mm-hmm. I was obsessed with Dickie Bow, who's, I don't know if you know, it's like an artist who does a like, lot of lip sync in their work. And they describe mm-hmm. themselves as a drag fabulous because they don't, they do drag, but it's it's very more clowny kind of drag. Uh-huh. And I just love that term, drag fabulous. So I've kind of ran with it since then. I love it. When you say clowning, what do you mean? Explain. Like, not, if you can. not I said, oh, how, could, how does one explain clowning? Um, like, not red nose. Well, to be fair, I used to paint a white face, red lip, blue eyes, like very clown, but a bit more like glammy. But uh-huh. it was just like, like I did it at uni and it was very much about like expressing emotions through physical theatre, very loud movements, loud expression, mm-hmm. um, normally mute and everything's told through like body language and expression. And that's kind of where I started out was through that. I love that. Is that just something you've picked up from people around you or is it something you actually like looked into and like researched and because Well yeah, I mean no, yeah, yeah. I mean I wouldn't like I didn't do like Lecoq. Like I've I've like done bits and pieces. Le who? Le- <laughs> I mean Excuse I've had Excuse me. <laughs> I've had a few in my time, but the French kind. Um Lecoq was a practitioner um of clownery for those who don't know um love and was like the person who kind of popularized it i guess but there's like a whole school for it in france but i've i'm not like that level i literally did like a thing it was called like solo performance and i just chose to kind of go down a clowning route and just kind of look at clowns from kind of a lot of like i was really interested in a lot of solo work of like gay activists and artists during like the 80s 90s that was like in in relation to like either the aids crisis or sort of just being gay um uh-huh. and I, I found that really inspiring and i kind of ran with, from that with that yeah i think your a lot a lot of your pieces and work do seem to have like a political charge to them which i love mm-hmm. because yeah. i don't have like the sh- i don't have the shit to yeah. i can't back myself to do that 
yeah do you know what i mean that's fair i mean yeah it's funny because it's like yeah i wouldn't even consider myself in any way like that political really but i guess yeah it, it just it's funny because drag is political inherently but obviously you yeah have people who are like the flag wavers uh, for one is that that's a euphemism i feel for something else but uh, i don't know wave that flag bitch wave that flag <laughs> yeah um yeah yeah so yeah that's interesting because I, I wouldn't consider that but i i that's where i came from. i guess i came from like yeah like theatery background so everything's got a fucking political message hasn't it so yeah like you go back to like drama and you're like drugs children or what, maybe not drugs and children but you know no but, <laughs> you know but that, I mean. it'd be like a black box room there'd be a single black box in the middle and the lights yep. would like flash in and out as yeah some poor child took too much ecstasy you know <laughs> e e e e ecstasy um exactly that, no exactly that. very very that a lot of us have come from there i feel like some of us you know too many we, too many we, we veer off in different directions some of us stay a bit too close <laughs> Again, this is a safe space. This is a safe space for, for recovering theatre kids, for recovering stagecoach kids. Um, you're safe here. <laughs> this is Theatre Anonymous. <laughs> I'm, change, I'm changing the name. <laughs> no, that'd be so funny as a little sketch. Everyone in a circle, like, I was in Annie. <laughs> <Everyone> <laughs> I'm so sorry, girl. Oh, I'm so I sorry. Played an ex <laughs> I played an extra in Shrek the Musical, and that's why <laughs> I, that's the true story. I'm damaged. Absolutely not. Absolutely say, how young not. are you? How young are you? No. Shrek the Musical is... I'm Sh Shrek the Musical is, uh, I want to say 2007, 8? No, is it that old? I think it's quite old, you know. Oh, I think it's... At the very least, 2014. I'm not going to Google it, but I'm going to. They did the Tonys and the video was really, really, really old because it's really crackly. Oh, I love how you know. Ah, there we go. Got you. What? <laughs> Theatre Kids Anonymous. Oh, I know. Exactly. <laughs> you incite it. You're like, the Tonys, 2014. I the, listen, the, the, me being in Shrek is a lie, but I am I'm fully a member of Theatre Anonymous. <laughs> I, will, <laughs> I will not deny that in the slightest. And, and what, what are the 14 steps to recovery with this? Uh, you have to watch Legally Blonde. And then <laughs> it has to be the musical with Laura Bell Bundy. Yeah. And then, <laughs> have you ever seen where they do a ca the casting of Elle? And it's like a re it's like two weeks of they cut they have like a hundred girls at the beginning, and they put them through like this horrible process. They're on the exercise bikes singing like end of Act One songs. Like it's fucking awful. But you should watch. It. I should. I've been. It's one of those trashy um, TV shows that everyone references that I've just never got around to watching. So, so good. On to my next question. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> obviously, before we delve into exactly what you've done, who you are, where you've gone so far, I like to ask what goes on outside of your creativity. So, who is Cake Boy behind the curtain? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for drama. <laughs> this really is theatre kid anonymous um what do you mean behind the curtain stop um welcome to my home this is 40 questions with poppy um <laughs> i'm um yeah i'm oh what the little i just i just qualified as a masseuse actually so that is like oh yeah at the minute yeah i'm a masseuse which is somewhere i think i didn't ever think i'd be um which is that's so good it's go, cool, go right? you. it's cool yeah. i feel cool um yeah so i'm doing doing that and i went i went off to pool for six weeks to go train and lived in like a house with like 
seven other people who were like Canadian, Scottish, Welsh. It was a real mix of people. That's a reality show I'd watch. Yeah, it's, it was It was like, and we had to, sh- oh my God, we had to share, I didn't thankfully, but like people had to share rooms with others. So there was proper like, it did feel a bit like Big Brother at times because there was drama. And yeah, stuff. Big Masseuse or something. Masseuse Brother, I don't Masseuse know. Masseuse Brother. I did have a dream once that I was, I was watching a RuPaul's Drag Race show, but it was like a masseuse show instead. And they had to come up with a massage each week catered to a client it was really boring but i remember i was obsessed rupaul's masseuse race yeah, yeah um yeah that is funny that is funny that, that's Your how brain. my two worlds coincide oh my lord yeah that- so masseusing yeah what anything else what's so i know i know that you obviously you went you you went to uni right i did yes i did obviously mainly creative base yes but you've moved back you mentioned earlier that you've moved back to your or you mentioned to me anyway you've moved back to birmingham Mm. because you were in manchester Mm. are you pursuing missusing full-time what do you get up to day to day because uh, you can't be on stage all the time. Oh, I wish. Um, no, no. I, yeah, so I moved back to Brum. I'm living with my family who mm-hmm. I love. And it's it's been really refreshing. I think I needed like a fresh perspective. And you know what? If I'm not, I'm really bad. Like, I don't know if like you, I'm proper workaholic. Like I booked off this week actually as holiday. And I've yeah. been a bit, a bit like angsty already. And it's like, <gasps> because I'm not angsty, but like, I'm just I bounce off the walls yeah fully so like it's really because I've got like builders around at the minute as well I haven't quite been able to just like slob because I'm always having to fake cups of tea for him or something um so oh my god one of them's really cute really cute and I keep like I'm like no no (laughs) you're like I could just masseuse (laughs) yeah yeah that's I didn't think to bring that up oh I need to get into conversation with them because I've been playing hard to get at the minute Um, (laughs) you know like just an extra sugar in his tea but maybe i need to like actually talk to him instead of just like just yeah. give him a... so you're a builder um i'm a masseuse <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah you're so tense like you've been putting all the scaffolding up let me just like forget the tea massage yeah 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 well i'll lure him in with the tea i'd be like sit down that's it i'm gonna do that next time yeah absolutely so you're at home and loving life fresh perspective i'm gonna take you back now because take you back to when we first met because oh that's something i always love to bring up oh my god <laughs> <laughs> first of all first of all i want to ask you what your what your memory is of first uh, the first time we met and also your first impressions um because i'm a rotted human being yeah well i did think that i thought can <laughs> as soon as i saw you um no i thought bitch you were like so, right 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 so <laughs> I'm so intrigued. You're so like, you're such a like a bitch, but not like bitch because you're a cunt, but bitch like I'm in charge kind of bitch. Because I remember rocking up to this gig, which was in the middle of Leicester in this little venue that, what was it called? Queen of Bradgate. Was it? It was called the Queen of Bradgate. That's like the one time I'm pretty sure. Um, Anyway. And I remember rocking up and like you, like I, you were, it wasn't even your event, was it? But you were like hosting. So you, but you had like hosting hat on firm because you were just like, I don't know, you, you were very like. Bearing in mind, that was my first ever drag gig ever. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. That's why you look so busted. Okay, or maybe. Yeah. <laughs> this photo proved no. terrible. Bitch, that was your first drag gig. Yeah. Oh that was like, that was like the, I started drag that month. 
mad i would i did not know that i did not know that wow um and you like fucking had us all like round your finger you were like because you you're a singer and that's what you were done previously right yeah 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 theater yeah and you could like so tell that and you just i remember just i think i even made a comment on the mic because there was at one point i had to like cover because one of the queens hadn't arrived and i remember just joking yes. around how <laughs> like i'm the reason like no i just pissed off that drag queens lipstick for a reason and then you come along <laughs> and sing well in drag and that's infuriating <laughs> It is very annoying. I believe that was your first gig, bit. Nah. Yeah, and you know what is is insane? I did you get paid for that gig? I think I did. You know, it was for it was for. Did you not? No, you not? no, you didn't. I sent off the form and I never heard anything back. It was like fifty quid. It was like fifty quid. It wasn't. It wasn't we, like a lot. It was like thirty for me. Well, you were hosting, I guess. They would have given you a bit more. But your performance, like I've, uh, I loved that performance. With the book, yeah. it was. I thought it was. I thought it was great. I still hold it in like my mind. Like I remember. And maybe maybe it was just because I was like I hadn't seen much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, th that was like my first. That was my first ever number that I'd made. So that's that's the reason I pull that face. I'm just like. Have you done? Have you done that one since? Can you just? Can you remember it enough to describe what it was? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Well, this is why. <laughs> this is so theatre kid of me. So wanky. Was it was. Um, I'd read a book called 100 Years of Like Queer Music or something. It was called David Bowie Made Me Gay. Um, and I literally was like, I'm going to do like music through the ages, but it's going to like be a little bit of politics in there. And there's going to be a little bit of like every kind of genre. See, from no, the beginning. Yeah, from like, yeah. And it was like, I think it was like seven minutes long and it was just song after song after song, but I just got more scantily clad throughout. And then what did I end with? I think it was like, there was a lot of Kim Petrus in there. But, um, yeah. yeah, just very like, I don't think I had any shoes at all. I think I did it barefoot for some reason. I don't think I own shoes at that point. <laughs> um, yeah, just, I remember I did it Banksy. That was like the first time I'd done it. And yeah. It was so good. I loved it. Like it was a, it was a budget, like, old pub in leicester and they'd booked out the top floor for some i think i think it was the university like was doing it was a university like it was it was being examined because mm -hmm. the people who had organized it were doing some kind of events management degree do you want to know like the gag as well with this so please so the the guy who ran that night i don't think he's ever gonna listen to this podcast um <laughs> he, he be, well he is a friend of mine but basically he got in touch like literally like a few months ago we're gonna do like a drag another drag night um love you to be involved what's your availability and i was like sent across like yeah I'd maybe like to be involved but like need to know this this and that and the other he was like oh so when you free and i was like oh like maybe this the week of this and he was like which day and i was like what do you mean which day and he was like which day are you free and i was like well you need to tell me you're the event organ he wanted me to pick like the because I and this so was how like, organized is this event if you're letting the acts pick what day they're free? But how do you how do you do an event where it's like it's gonna be very different if I say I can only do a Monday compared to a Friday? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just like, have you booked anyone else for this? And literally, this was like I think he I messaged me like two weeks in advance, so I was like I was like, no, I'm not doing this again. Like I didn't even get paid for that last one, but I was just gobsmacked. Can you imagine a venue being like, so when are you free? And I'm no. like, no. Can we also talk about the growth from back then to now? The pair of us would have just been like, oh, I'm free on this day. And then we probably like being glad just to be asked. Yeah. But now we're like, what the fuck? Well, we know our worth now, don't <laughs> and we? And also minimum fees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, like man. you wouldn't catch me in a lash for 50 quid. Really? Actually, no, no. I it depends on the context, doesn't it? Like there's some gigs you'll do that are the worst thing in the world and they're really good money. Yep. Shit money, but amazing gigs. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm not going to turn down like, I don't, I don't even know. Like RuPaul <laughs> asks me to do their birthday and I'll pay them 200 pounds. I'd fucking do it. To be fair, that's actually a really, yeah, I'd probably do that. Do you know what I mean? There's certain things I would pay to do. Uh, they're never going, they're not true. It's not reality. Mm. But. <laughs> No, yeah. nice I mean, she hypothesize. probably thinks you were an actual contestant on the show and she just got confused, you know? But you were on season uh, Italy <laughs> Universe All Stars the second. <laughs> Electric boobly. <laughs> Literally, she's crazy bitch. But yeah, it's nice to look back in hindsight and be like, okay, that was a nice time, but now this is where we are. And I think you can definitely do that now. The, the journey back was horrendous. <laughs> Sorry, I just I just remembered there was more of that night. They, these sorry, really quickly, these drunk people told us made my mate perform one of their poems on the train. We then got stuck in um, Sheffield and had to get a taxi back. And I remember these DMs because you had to go back to Manchester like straight after. Yeah, because I went out with someone I can't remember who it was, but I remember messaging you like, oh gotta go and then i remember you telling me that you got stuck yeah it was horrendous one of the girl in the taxi that we had to share with she was like oh my god i've never been this far north before and we were in like the the peaks and there was all this mist and she was like to the taxi driver like you could kill us if you wanted to and nobody would know and me and my mate was, <laughs> oh my so god you and, Ju- you and judas yeah yeah it was judas yeah yeah, yeah. that's so funny that's, you're like don't give me no fucking ideas i know <laughs> literally literally okay so we're back we're in the past still you've spoken about the performance a little bit but what were your early influences like back then and also how long had you been performing at that point when i first met you i'm gonna go with 2019 i think it was yeah that sounds about right um i mean as cake boy i hadn't been performing that long mm-hmm. um like i'd been i'd been doing theater shit for like years because um, uh-huh. hooked on it um so not that long i can't remember what gig that was like really early still yeah i was still figuring out like you know i didn't have wigs i didn't have hair uh-huh. i barely had outfits so sasha velour was like huge inspo like oh my god like i still go back to her videos like i just she translates so wonderfully to like a screen as well as like theater that makes her performances really easy to watch and really inspiring so mm-hmm. but music i always found like i don't know about you but like it was always the music for me i think that's why it went from clowning to drag because i just love the music element like uh-huh. you get to look fantasy of whatever you want you can create a music video essentially through drag which is what i was obsessed with as a kid Mm -hmm. so i think that's kind of music videos sasha velour dicky bow who i spoke about earlier yeah so you're when you're coming up with a performance Mm. does it start with the music yeah like i don't know about you but i'll be on like literally on my phone until the early hours of the morning like just going through songs and just trying to imagine in my head like if i was given this song how would i perform it or how would i create Uh something and that's normally where I start. Sometimes yeah. it starts with the outfit, but mostly it starts with music. I'm the same. I think I sit for hours and make mixes. I'll put a mix together and then I'll get up and, you know, like move around a little bit because I, I often find with, which is different from what you do, is that with singing, I don't like to just stand and sing. I love ballads. I absolutely love ballads. But mm. I'm obsessed with how moving, even though it's a slow song, moving in a ballad, the way you move and how you hold yourself and how you kind of like what emphasis you put on with your body Mm. if the track isn't giving me what i want and it is really boring in boring in my head 
then I'm like, right, okay, what can I do with this? Or what can I do differently? That means that it's not just someone stood on stage singing. Because otherwise I could just do it without the wig and the gown. Mm. Like, Well, I, how do you find, because interestingly, I've started to do a little bit of live singing. And I remember the first time I did it, I remember finding it really difficult for the fact I was like, oh, like, how do I move my body? Yeah. Because lip sync, I'm, I didn't realize how much of a character, because everyone's like, oh, what's your character in drag? And I'm like, oh, I don't have one. And then I didn't realize how much I do until like, I was given a mic and I was like, fuck, I've got nothing to hide behind. Yeah. Like it has to be me. I, I don't know. Where, how do you, did you, did you find this? And did you find you had to make almost a new character or is it a new way of approaching it? Or how do you do it? I think, ooh, it's a very good question. I find lip syncing really, really hard because I, I do not like doing it. If I'm ever in a situation where I have to lip sync, uh, it's, it's against my will. Mm. There's very few times I ever lip sync, I do not like doing it. Mm. And I think it's because I channel a lot of different people when I sing. Mm. So like there's certain numbers where I'll do a certain note. Like there's a specific one that I did in, um, I did one night only at Aldrich Lost one time. Mm. And there was a really, really long note. And for some reason, it went really nasal. And it went into, like, Anastasia, like, um, I'm out of love. That kind of, like... And it went into that. And I was like, okay. So I think I'd, I channel loads of different people. And I have, like... Interesting. Like, soul. Like, soul music. I, that's, like, soul uh -huh. and R&B and uh, ballads. The people that I've looked up to and the people that I've drawn inspiration from are like strong black women and, and women of color. Mm. Like they're the ones that my mom used to play in the car mm. and the ones that I've learned a lot of my musical theater from. So that's where my mm. influences come from basically. Yeah. Mm. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah, that does. Thank you so much for coming to this <laughs> TED talk. And this I is why I don't answer questions today. because I go on a ramble. <laughs> no, no, that was really interesting, genuinely. And like, yeah, I suppose well, that's almost like what drag is ultimately is that like, you know, you're getting to channel something. You either get to become a beautiful woman or a beautiful man and you get to channel that, which not all of us get to yeah. feel all the time. And it's power. Like you say, it's like, Stepping into your own and you drawing on that those yeah. people's power through their lyrics, through their songwriting. Like I'm not emulating uh, these women. I'm not. I'm not. No. I'm not tribute act or pretending to be these women. No, I of course am, not. I've looked up to them for so long, and I'm just inspired by them, and that that's what drives my character. So I, I know what you mean because you can't do the same things that you would normally do, especially not the mm. things that you normally do on stage. No. It's you do have you would have to rethink it all, but I think as it goes along, you kind of it does converge and you eventually get to a point where you're like, okay, I'm the same throughout. Mm. Yeah. If that's a worry, don't worry. No, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Counseling session and podcast, lovely. You be you're not the first person to say that. Oh god. It gets worse <laughs> too. Okay. Here's a question for you. Uh -huh. Obviously, you've changed a lot since you started. <laughs> since you, <laughs> I won't take that as. <laughs> Obviously, you've changed a lot. Period. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, I just yeah. That's hard, bitch. That's for you calling me out. That's for I you. I wasn't finished with my sentence yet. <laughs> Right, shut up. Let me ask my question. <laughs> Obviously, you have changed <laughs> a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I am going to get this. Call me Haggard. Just say it. <laughs> no. 
that's not where I'm going. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get it out. Obviously, you've changed a lot from when you first started drag to now. How? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know what I'm trying to say now. Oh dear. Right, let me just gather myself. Obviously, I'm aware, and I can see that, and the audience can see it. As, as who's who's w- watched from the beginning to now? How do you think your performance has changed and your clownery my clownery from 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 then to now um it has become a lot more refined i think like i so the thing is like this year is like i really like having moved home and i haven't had a little bit of extra cash i was like i'm gonna take the steps to really refine on what like cake boy is and what it's going to be so you know like that like you know i'm wearing like properly styled wigs now i've had like custom made outfits like because those are things like i wasn't really sure of how to dress my body or what shapes i was wanting to create and so i've let someone else do that for me which is wonderful because they are very skilled at what they do so aesthetically i've really found i found a drag face that i loved and i stick to i found sort of outfits that i stick to and i don't know like i think yeah, like we were saying earlier, like, I don't know if you feel the same, but I'm not, a, I'm at a point now where I know what gigs I want to do and yeah. also can do, you know, like, I'm not, like, I'm, I know I'm funny, like, I'm, I'm comedy, but I'm not like a, I'm not yeah. a bingo queen. I'm not like that kind of, I won't be taking gigs where like a pub's like, oh, do you mind coming and do this on the weekend? Because... I just don't want to because that's not... But there's a difference between knowing your worth and also knowing what it is that you do and how that would fit into the gig that's being presented to you. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Because I just know, I'd know five other queens that would be so much better at that than me. Mm-hmm. So why why would I accept it? But obviously, like, yeah, I'm just in a very good position regarding, you know, like I'm, I, I, that just goes to show how I've got a foundation yep. now that I'm very happy with and I'm, I can pick and choose where I want to go. And that's such a luxury, right? Like, we're very privileged. Yeah, we're onto a lovely part where we talk about your accolades so mm. far. A lovely little segment that has no name. Um, so, so, obviously, you started dragging like prehistoric times. So you've yes. done a lot since then. I did the wheel, famously. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> it seems okay. This is going to seem weird to start okay. here, but it makes sense. So you're performing and hosting Stourbridge Pride. Is that how I say it? <laughs> Stourbridge. Have I said that wrong? Stourbridge Broad, yeah. Wait, is that how Brummy people say it? They say Stourbridge, but yeah. Stourbridge. Stourbridge Broad. So that's... And you're hosting it this year and performing as well. (laughs) Is that right? With the fucking Peaky Blinders, yes. (laughs) Was that really bad? (laughs) I've had worse, I've had worse. Um, Oh, God. But you're hosting it this year and you did it in 2019 for the first time, is that right? Uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I did. Wow, you've done research. Um, yeah, 2019 was the first first year I did it. Yeah. How does that feel? How does that feel? Because even, I'm shocked. It's my fourth year now, and like I'm yeah, solely kind of the creator of it now. Um, and it's good. It's a lot of fucking work. I won't lie. Mm-hmm. But last year was so good. Like I'm just now I've moved home. I'm really excited for this year to kind of again. I still don't feel like I, I want to meet the locals because every year we've had a good time, but it's we've not quite had that those regulars. 
but now yeah. I'm actually because I wasn't living in Starbridge, so I couldn't really promote it. But now, like, I've got to know some of the shops and stuff, and I'm hoping that this year will sort of be a bit more personal start. Yeah, um, we're hopefully getting funding, crossing fingers, so that'd be incredible. We've got oh, I'm really excited because we've got an artist who was the door hawk for last year, and he was uh-huh. absolutely mad as a box of frogs. He had tin foil on his head, um, but he took pictures of everyone and painted us so oh, that's so fab yeah so we're exhibiting like all his work and there's like one of me and there's one of like the rest of the cast and i think there's ones from different prides as well uh-huh. um i'm really excited for that because i just love this idea of it being like you know celebrating the people so yeah exactly uh, i'm really yeah i'm excited i'm daunted but yeah that's amazing i'm really proud of that i'm really proud of that uh-huh. i think that's what's really nice about these smaller community prides is that it's actually what it's supposed to be and it's not like a corporate event like, like we got a, a kylie and minogue tribute in last year and she, calm. she was so good she was spenny but she was so good she was worth it for 100 but yeah because it was a kind of a day event thing we had everyone stay for all the acts like the quote-unquote smaller acts and then before kylie everyone left so there was literally like 16 of us off our tits like absolutely going crazy for this kylie tribute but i feel like she was pissed <laughs> yeah was that i'm like pissed off i think so because she... oh but that's such a good time for you though like just you and your friends it was like a private the, gig at the event <laughs> and yeah maybe she was 500 quid most expensive like that was less i spent less money on beyonce but you know what i mean <laughs> I had a fun time. I mean, she got paid either way, so yeah, it was really weird. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> phenomenal. We're not doing that again, though. We've made that mistake. Fair, but that's good though, because it's kind of coming out of its infancy, and it's now it's it's now becoming a fully fledged thing. And it's so fun that you're hosting it as well, because you've gone from performing to now curating and hosting it which is so fab for you i was working behind the bar like you know that's how i got involved initially and i didn't even know my town had a pride so like phenomenal to like now be running it um i just yeah i just really want to connect with people and with the queer community because sometimes it just feels like you're shouting into the void and that's what yeah. I felt sometimes with it it's like please like let, let, let me not be the only queer in the village and i definitely am not but yeah yeah it's just shouting loud enough and getting enough people to shout with you, yeah, I think. Fully that, fully that. But it all manifesting uh-huh. and manifesting. Yeah. Well, it leads me, that leads me on perfectly to the kind of what I see as the next kind of evolution of Cake Boy is the curator and host. So more recently, you have been at Albert Schloss, which I've seen. You hosted that as well. New Birmingham venue, which is absolutely fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. And also your own show, your own shows, plural. You curated Lana Del Slay, didn't you? I did. That was my night. And then also your own show, Cake Batter. Yeah. So I've got like two. Yeah, those are my two first shows that were entirely me. Tell me how they came about. Because obviously I know you've done stuff in the past. Like you've so funny. I have got down here the world of Cake Boy. Oh, God. And also (laughs) Copper. Oh, God. That was my little podcast. (laughs) Like you have had your projects, but these are like this is this feels like the next evolution. Like if if you were going to be a Pokemon, this is your your final. Well, not final, but you know, like I'm at the next the next step. You know, I'm at the next gym. Um, how did Cake Batter come about? Oh, Cake Batter, I've wanted to for ages. Like I love hyper pop music, and I just 
you know, during COVID, like I was just dancing in my room, like literally, like I found so many different DJs and artists because I would just go on like live streams or different artists. And like, I went to a hundred Gex gig in Minecraft, like stoned. Oh, that's so sick. It was amazing. Charlie XCX was there. It was like incredible. Um, uh-huh. And I kind of just fell in love with it even more. And and we don't really like my, my drag mom did a hype pop night, but she's kind of retired that slash moving on to other things okay and so i kind of wanted to pick up that mantle a little bit so cake battle was my answer to that and it was kind of that merging of drag and hyper pop so it was such a good night like i we had such a great audience and it was with people that like excuse me are passionate also about hyper pop and there were people there who had no fucking clue what hyper pop was till that night and it was nice to convert them into you know pots and pans lovers Uh, (laughs) i love it i love it it's so fab i'm kind of on the more poppy oh mind the pun i I just love a pot i'm a (laughs) pothead I'm more on the pop- poppy end of hyperpop, like the the kind of, I'd say Sophie is as far as I would go. But I mean, she's kind of at the epicenter of it. So, yeah. Yeah. That's the funny thing is it's so, it's still so broad because yeah. I think like, yeah, because like so much of the shit I listen to is like hyperpop versions of pop music. Yeah. Like that's my favorite. I love trashy covers of like Gaga that's just like Nightcore. Like I Not fucking Nightcore. love that shit. She's on SoundCloud. I oh. love it. <laughs> It's so my that was my guilty pleasure. You saw me spit then, didn't you? I was Yeah, you're very passionate about I was it. So no, because I used to be so I had such a guilty pleasure as a kid listening to Nightcore and now it's popular. I'm like yeah. TikTok. I'm obsessed with basically what is Nightcore. And like yeah. I just can't believe that something I was so ashamed of as a kid is now like the like really popular. And it's all because we've got ADHD. Like crazy. That one. That one. <laughs> is this not the theme of like reality at the minute is things that we as queer people have been obsessed with are now becoming like popular culture right I was Hello. I went to another local pride near me and there was this six year old coming up to me going slay hunty diva work and I was like what <laughs> I was like excuse and this one kid being like knowing who James Charles was and sure he was telling me that he kidnaps kids but I was like you know who James Charles is like great that- we need to start gatekeeping this shit we can keep James Charles out but we need to start gatekeeping yeah I mean <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's getting too full. Yeah. <laughs> Leave the twinks behind. Um, Absolutely, but yeah, no, it's it's crazy. We're at that point in culture where it, it's like everything comes recycled, doesn't it? And like all the naughty mm. trends are coming back. Which again, I had this horrible hate. I had a hatred for the naughty's culture. I thought it was so bland, and yet it's come back, and it's made me actually see the amazing parts of it that was so interesting. Like Paris Hilton, for example, I think kind of really summarizes that period so well because she was this incredible like deceiving well not deceiving because i think that's why she got grilled is because people thought she was but i i just think everything about her kind of sums up you know the naughty yeah and how trashy but incredible actually that trash was because it was Uh it was maximalist almost i I don't know no i do know what you mean i think what i do like about this kind of like naughty's renaissance is that it's i i like when it's kind of as close to as it was mm. because i feel like some people do naughties but with like a modern twist and it can come a little bit like basic a little bit 
it's just, I don't know, she, Sheen, AliExpress, kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I like when it's like, I don't know, just a bit dirty. I like... I want low-rise jeans, like yeah. low. Like, I don't want to run your knees. I like dirty, <laughs> dirty naughties, not like clean-cut, like yeah. polished naughties. I don't want any of that shit. I want to, I want like yeah. those... I want Ashley Tisdale on the runway to whatever film that was. Yeah, with the scarves around her head. I want like portable CD players oh that you used to yes, carry around Portland. as kids. Come on. Come I on. want Tamagotchis. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. So we're kind of coming towards the end, but I, I really wanted to talk about a specific performance of yours that I absolutely loved. And me and Holly always quote it and it makes me giggle. And it's you dressed as Marlene Dietrich doing, don't make me sick. <laughs> <laughs> it is oh my, my all time favorite, closely followed by the candle in the bum hole. Um, <laughs> it, it, it is my all-time favorite performance of yours. Oh, baby. Talk, talk to me about it. Talk to me about oh, it. So this was a performance that I did for The Crown, which was a competition show in Manchester. Um, and the, what was it? What was the, oh. It was I through think, the decades. It was decades week. Yeah, because Ramona got eliminated. Wonderful week. Um, ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, love you, Ramona. Um, and I got... <laughs> the 20s or i think it was 30s because it was a really awkward one because i was like what the fuck 1930s is really awkward. no one talks about that i feel like the 30s and the 40s people are like what yeah it's kind of that in-between phase so i i ran with the theme i so i went with the musical gypsy because it's set in the 30s which was my loophole um yeah and so i i decided to model the character on kind of gypsy rose slash marlene detrique um, who was like the breakout star. I think it was actually like the 20s, but anyway, I was being sort of cheeky, but no one was fat checking. <laughs> no one was asking. No, 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 no one was asking. I don't, th- I don't think the judges could tell the left from the right anyway, <laughs> but that's another story. Really? We won't say anything about that. Um, and, and yeah, so I start off with, you know what? The Don't Make Me Sing sketch, which is the SNL one with Christian Wig, I don't think is funny, but... It's funny if you quote if other people do it. You know what I mean? It's oh, it was so so funny. I gagged so hard. Like, like you just have to like. I don't know. I just love. I love how it's reinterpreted because I've seen so many other drag queens do it. Um, but I did it with Chicago, so I do. Don't make me sing whilst Chicago's playing, and I just never hit it. And then at the end, I do actually break out in song and I sing. Oh my god! Um, uh, oh, what is it? The from it's from Gypsy. It's the last song. It's Rose's turn. I sing Rose's turn, but just the start of it. And yeah, I just I love musicals. So it was. I think that's why I really loved doing it. And because it was a, a element of doing live stuff as well was so exciting. And I would. I I did do that number again in Birmingham. But I kind of fucked the vocal bit because I I got the lyrics wrong, and that really made me like I'm never doing this number again. So I fully been. Oh, it's my favorite. Have you never done it since? Maybe I'll bring it back. I've only done it twice because I really bombed the second time, so I felt really uncomfortable. But you know what? Actually, no, I've done it three. T- oh, funny. So half the outfit is gone, and you can my bare ass and lingerie is out because I'm in like a suit, and the back of it. You- yeah. Laundry. It's based on that famous picture of the guy. I can't remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I remember I did I did do it a second time, but I did it at Glitterfy, which is infamously in the roof of this like fucking pub by the lock. And there's a giant yeah. window, isn't there? That <gasps> the back mirror. Oh my god. So I walked on, and when I did the turnaround, the reveal to reveal my bare ass, everyone already fucking knew because they could see it. This the is whole a mirror. Time. Oh my god, no. 
<laughs> and again, I feel like they weren't, I don't know, they weren't very responsive that night, which I don't know if it was me or just the audience. But again, I performed it twice after the initial time and it didn't go as well. And I feel like I retired it because I was like, this ain't going well. But the fact that you said that about it makes me want to bring it back. So maybe I'll bring it back. Like, yeah. I'll get that outfit done for it. Because I think that was another thing was the outfit was just trash because I literally just cut up a shirt and a pair of trousers but um, that was intense though you had like back-to-back silly. weeks of trying to get outfits and numbers together but like i think it was magic oh bless you yeah. <laughs> i thought it was fab and it's... also like it, it's a kind of a testament to sometimes it's the audience like just because you don't get reaction doesn't mean the numbers shit and that's no, hard, hard to realize and hard to notice but it's yeah, true because you expect i think it's so funny with drag as well you have like the extremes of you'll do a show at 11 o'clock and people are drunk and they will scream yeah or you do it in a bar at seven o'clock and you get the awkward applause because people are just awkward so it, it's drag drag can be so jarring i think you're exactly right because mm, but i love yeah it. i thought it was yeah. fab. it was my favorite closely followed by the other one but um oh that's 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 really made me smile because that's like i really didn't think i'd be doing anything with that number and that i really appreciate that because it it makes me want to it makes me realize as well, like, I, because yeah. you always feel pressure to do new shit, don't you? Yeah. And I'm like, no, I can bring that back. I can do that again. And also, uh, this comes like full circle back to what we were talking about at the beginning about your early influences. That is very Sasha Velour, that number. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very that. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'm going to work on that tonight. That'd be cute. <laughs> I've just uh, flipped your night on its head. Sorry. No, that's okay. I was going to do work anyway, because I always do work at night. I can never do it in the day. Oh, I'm a night owl as well. Hence, hence in the why dark. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. So we are coming towards the end of the podcast, and I, I just kind of want to know what is next. What's next for you? I like. I'd love to be like Cape Boy Productions is something I'm working on, which is its own kind of company. Again, not sure what that's going to take the form of. I've always wanted my own venue. That's always been the pipe dream, but that's mm. probably not going to happen in this economy or anytime soon so i'd love my own production company of some kind what that might be i don't know but i'm really enjoying this like cake batter i really enjoyed being like a night club night and i really want to tap into that more so like whether mm-hmm. that's something based kind of like filthy gorgeous like that's always such yeah. a fun night something like that because birmingham doesn't really have that we have dancers but we don't have uh-huh. tonight so cake batter is kind of where i'm going to put all my eggs for this year for sure so if you're ever in birmingham and you like a bit of hyper pop our next one's gonna be charlie xcx themed so if you like that and winner yeah we're gonna i'm really excited for i'm gonna do art pop too so that's all sick be all, all art pop like so if you're a gaga fan so it's gonna be like you know it's not just for like the hardcore hyper pop fans this is for like pop fans as well uh-huh. although you have so you've got these goals of what you where you want to go and, and they might seem like a pipe dream or they might seem really far away but i think right now what you're doing or what it seems to me you're doing is kind of developing all these skills and kind of ticking these boxes so that by the time you get to the point where it's not a pipe dream and it's it's a decision to do or not to do you're like well i can do all of that yeah and it, it's crazy like it's not something like you know this like these things don't happen overnight like no you know two years ago my goal was to put on a cabaret and it's taken two years to really put on a cabaret that's like my cabaret yeah but i i didn't have the skills or the you know i think like that's the problem with our society is because well <laughs> 
at the minute, everything seems so fast and so streamlined and you have to go from A to B so quickly. Yeah. And I, I don't like that. Like, I want to marinate, you know, like, I I don't know if I want to be, like, famous, but, like, I want to have, you know, I, d- I don't want to be, like, 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 oh, I don't, like, Drag Race, for example. Like, you don't, I don't... want to be fast and famous. You want to be lasting. Yeah, exactly. And I want to work for that. Like, you know, I want to be getting to the point where I'm 30 and I've got like all this under my belt and I'm maybe moving on to the next thing that's completely different. It might not have anything to do with drag, but I I don't know. I'm just not one for, I don't want to, I'm not rushing. I'm not rushing. No. And I think that's good because you, I feel like you could argue that if you become famous really quickly, you can also kind of have people lose interest really quickly. Whereas if you build a kind of audience, a demographic over time, they know what they're getting into and they also kind of come along the journey with you and they're they're more loyal. I don't know. And also it gives you time to work on all your skills. And That's shit. it. And I've, I've always said like, I mean, yeah, I've, I've always just wanted to be respected. I think mm-hmm. that's like, I want to be respected in my field. That's what I'm aiming for. And that's through wherever, whatever. But yeah, 100%. Give the girls some respect. R-E-S-P-C-T. Something like Cher. Yeah, so I think we're kind of like the end of the episode. So do you have any last words for the for the listeners? Any kind of lasting impression you want to give? Think carefully. Balenciaga! Sorry, sorry. Was that too loud? <laughs> no, it was great. I love it. Just missing the ginger wig. Yeah, yeah. thank you. I can't believe you told me that this was going to be a video feature and I've done a whole mug and wig and you're just going to use a podcast. So I know. Just... They'll just have to imagine all the makeup you've got on. So much makeup. Like, I look beautiful. <laughs> is that is that, is that the words you're going to... Is that the, the final word you're going to leave me with? Um, I don't know. Do people say something profound? What do they say? I don't really know. Um... Follow me on Instagram. That'd be a good one. Follow my socials. I'm called Cake Boy. Cake underscore boy with an I underscore. Absolutely. Um, Albert Schloss. You can find me at the Village Inn. My favourite drink is an espresso martini. If they've got it. If they don't, I'm happy with a skittle bomb. If they don't even have that, I'll just suck your cock. So. There's not a espresso martini or skittle bomb. She'll settle for piss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely well that's fab you can end on that that's fine i have no problems with that the shameless plug and the piss play this play but, oh, very on brand but... but... no, what? <laughs> where's your yellow bandana my love ah uh, okay cool that's what you saw i thought people have been talking anyway uh... <laughs> well <laughs> it's been absolutely fabulous to have you on and you know if you ever fancy coming back uh, you can't. No, so no. thank you very much. That'd be a bit rubbish, wouldn't it, if I came back in the same season? No, you can go. You can come back anytime, anytime. The door is revolving. Yeah, um, well, it's not very safe, so I won't be recommending it to anyone. Um, <laughs> not safe. Not a house. This is not a house. No, it's a Zoom call, way too late <laughs> at night, unpaid. I am not recommending. <laughs> How very dare you? That's uh-huh. too real. <laughs> I look like a shadow at this point. I look like a bug. Right. Love yes. It. Sorry. Then I will let you be because it's very dark in that room. <laughs> It's all right. Yeah, thank you very much for joining me. I hope you're doing well because I feel like I've just talked about me. So, oh, that was the yeah. point of it. That's what I'm here for, and it's been it has been really, really lovely to have you on. Mm. It's just nice to you know have a have a catch up as well because I haven't spoken to no, you really. in ages. So and like, congrats for all the shit you're doing as well. I see you on Instagram. I see like the I'm still the, breathing. The shlo- oh, she's breathing. She's pumped. Them vocals. <laughs> 
she can fucking chuck a whole jar of peanut butter across the room with just her throat styling. Absolutely. Can... The peanut butter went higher and faster than any <laughs> peanut butter had ever gone before. And when the peanut butter fell, the audience erupted. And that is the night the peanut fell in Georgia. <laughs> Ding dong. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a fabulous place to end. <laughs> That's a lovely uh, Thank you so much for joining me. And um, yeah, welcome to the house. I'm so glad to make room for me. Oh, that didn't make sense. But yeah, I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> Speak to you very soon. Bye. Bye.